This is Thursday, May 26th. I love stories. I'm sure you can tell. And so did Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of the United States. Actually, this is one bond that joined Lincoln to his pastor, the Reverend James Smith of the First Presbyterian Church of Smithfield, Illinois. Lincoln became close to his pastor in 1850, after his son Eddie died and Smith led the funeral, Lincoln and his wife became members of the church and rented a pew there. Lincoln loved to trade stories with his pastor, and they became friends in the process. In 1852, the pastor gave Lincoln a copy of his own book about the Christian faith. And from then on, Lincoln took to attending revival meetings held at the church. Along the way, Lincoln was given a daily devotional with the title, The Believer's Daily Treasure. He used it across his life. It has a range scripture text for each day of the year, and I have a copy of this devotional on a shelf in my office. Now, I share this because across American history, we can see the influence of Jesus and faith in him. Actually, in every country on earth, there are pointers to Jesus and the truth of the gospel. History is dotted with these breadcrumbs, as we have called them, pointing to the fact that God is present and working among people all over the world. Now, of course, with Lincoln, there were signs everywhere. In 1864, he was given an Oxford Bible by a group of black Americans from Baltimore. Upon receiving it, he said, in regard to this great book, I have to say this is the best gift God has given to man. Of course, Lincoln often quoted from the Bible when he spoke to the American people. And this is because he had been nurtured in the knowledge of Scripture. At one point he said, I believe I am a humble instrument in the hands of our Heavenly Father, and I desire that all my works and acts be according to His will, that it may be so. I give thanks to the Almighty and seek His aid. Now I want to get to our scripture for today from the book of Acts. We are picking up with Paul's sermon from Mars Hill in Athens. This is Acts 17, verse 26 to 29. And he, that's God, made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God, and in the hope they might feel their way toward Him and find Him. Yet He is actually not far from each one of us, for in Him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed His offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of man. Now we remember that Paul walked around Athens and he came to know the city. You might say he went on something of a reconnaissance mission. He wanted to know the people and their culture that he might share Jesus with them. But how could he find a connection to them? What in their culture would point to the Lord and the truth of the gospel? That is the question we need to be asking in our city. What pointers are there to God in Miami that we can use to talk about Jesus? 
Now, first we know from Paul that he saw an inscription to the unknown God. Talking about this unknown God would give him an opening to share about the Lord, who is God. But Paul learned more than that. He shared the quotes of pagan Greek poets. Yes, woven into Greek culture was the knowledge of God. And though this knowledge was faint, it was already there. Much of what we find in his sermon, they will find strange. They've never heard anything about the Messiah Jesus. But they will recognize the words of their own poets. The first quote comes from the Greek poet Epimenides, and the second quote is found in two other Greek poets, Erastus and Clinthenes. They use the same word in a hymn to Zeus. You see, God has placed in every culture traces of his presence and his nature. We have this assurance about every people in every culture and every place on earth. Now, with Lincoln, we have so many pointers to God and his nature and power, but this knowledge is spread among all people, though it may seem scant in some places or at some times. Now, this is what Paul was looking for. Paul explains it's elsewhere. For what can be known about God is plain to them, that is to all people, because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. That's Romans 1, 19-20. You see, God has placed this knowledge in the world so that people might know him and come to him. Now, as I read books and view movies, I'm always on the lookout for these cultural clues because there are ways to relate the truths of the gospel to the people around us every day in Miami. They are ways that God has already prepared people to hear the truth of the gospel. So what clues do you see around you? And what clues do you see in Miami? And how can they be used as pointers to people that they might see the truth about God. Let's pray. Father God, open our eyes to see the traces you have left of your glory and power. Give us eyes to see how we might be able to share the wonders of who you are. In your name we pray. Amen.